Hey guys, we have a special guest with us on this week's episode. We have Matt, also known as Flake, coming to join us to talk playoff Montreal versus Toronto, reminisce about the good old days of hockey, and get into a little bit of Star Wars talk, or a little bit of difference and a little bit of change up. Lots of fun this episode. We think you're going to love it. Enjoy. Welcome back to Fumble Puck, everyone. This is Ashley. I'm here with Noah. Noah, what's up? Not much. I um, I have a sunburn. Me too. No way. Yeah, it, it, it's itchy and hurts. It's really uncomfortable. Yeah, I went through the day today. I felt pretty good because I, I was like very diligent with my sunscreen. But, you know, there's always that like one spot you miss. For me, it was like right above my armpit. And now it, it's in pain. It hurts. Oh, mine's my arms and my neck. I got my face though. My face is good. I, I do have a um I do have the iconic uh flip flop tan line on my feet though. <laughs> yeah. wait, what do you wait, when I say flip flop, like I feel like there's like flip flops versus sandals. Like the old navy ones, those are flip flops, right? Like the, the, the thong sandal? The, I was gonna say the one with the thong is a flip flop, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, so I have a flip flop tan, like old navy style. Yeah, I get those all the time. And last summer, so I have this weird rash thing. It's not contagious or anything. It's actually dermographism slash pressure urticaria. It sucks. Um, It's an autoimmune issue. Shocking. They have like seven of them. And this one is probably the worst that I have of all of them. Even worse than diabetes sometimes. It's essentially, yeah, it's like I'm always itchy. So... I found a drug that works for it. It's an injection. It's amazing. It's called Zolaire and it's fabulous stuff. However, because of my COVID shot, I had to wait an additional two weeks to get my Zolaire vaccine. So I went those extra two weeks and now my whole body is a mess because it's like, oh my God, you didn't feed it properly with like this injection. So I'm just suffering from like massive itchiness. And the itchiness is when there's pressure on any part of my body. So I couldn't wear, yeah, so I couldn't wear sandals or thongs for the longest time or flip-flops, whatever, because of that. So I haven't had a flip-flop tan in a while because I haven't been able to wear flip-flops properly for a while, but I get them really bad too when I do wear flip-flops. That's that sucks. Yeah, so after like running shoes with socks and like ninety five degree weather, it's gross. I learned a parenting thing today, mm. and I, I assumed it was the case, but I tested the hypothesis. And water is the key to parenting. Anything involving water will make your children happy. Whether it's putting them into a bath, putting them under a hose, we got so we bought this little like splash pad i guess you know like you put the hose onto it and like it sprays water in the air yep and the kids were occupied all day one of them laughing one of them kind of curmudgeon crying it was wonderful <laughs> i'm guessing ivy was laughing yeah brooks was like he liked being in the water but then as soon as like the jet started spraying out he was just not having it oh poor brooks yeah whatever he, he he got he'll get used to it you know as he gets older he's still frustrated today because he's trying to pull himself up to stand and he's like so close to doing it like he gets it once in a while but he's like right on the cusp of being able to stand so like every day he gets a little annoyed that he can't finish it off oh yeah that's cute or he's a cute kid he is a cutie i haven't seen have i ever met him you have not met him. He has not been to Quebec yet. Yeah. I'm like, I haven't met him. I met Ivy, but I don't think I've ever. Oh, that's too bad. No, because oh. he was born in a lockdown and he spent the entire first year of his life in a lockdown. Poor guy. Yeah. Well, like, I feel worse for Ivy because like Brooks doesn't really know what's going on still. He's like, he's not even one yet. Right. But Ivy, like, you feel like Ivy should have like 10 friends by now and they should be hanging out, you know, like playing Mario Party. No, wait, they're too young for that. And Mario Party is not a thing anymore. <laughs> Maybe like <laughs> that, that. What's what's Christina Aguilera obsessed with? The 
road, the um, Rainbow Road from Mario Kart. Is that what it is? That is a thing. Yeah, I didn't. I I've, I didn't know she was obsessed with it, but that's interesting to know. Apparently. And guys, we have a very special guest on tonight. Not only is this person one of my dear friends, he's also a world renowned. I'm gonna say twitch streamer and you may not know this but he's also a season ticket holder for the montreal canadians this is matt aka flake how's it going buddy i'm doing well thank you for having me i'm glad that um multiple things such as uh the the success of this podcast has been very dear to me to to watch it unfold but also uh the fact that hockey is uh slowly coming to and it's nice to see i mean just catching for instance the florida series uh just yesterday actually and seeing actual fans in there and getting rowdy in that degree i mean it's just it's a good time just for sports in general but in hockey in particular it's nice that things are sort of slowly unrolling back to the way they should be you know what really made me happy watching that florida tampa game there was one thing that i loved it was when they threw rats on the ice like the rubber rats well, the first one that came was off of the was it the no goal call? I think it was. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and the and you just see their 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 the refs just about to make the call, you know, on the speaker, and there's just a, you just see that one solo rat show up and just land behind him, and it's just I'm like, oh right, here we go. And uh, it, it, at the first part, it's, I mean, I've we've been to sporting events i mean i was at the last expos game at the olympic stadium where they started throwing golf balls onto the field and then you have that it was great uh to a degree i mean but that's the kind of fan interaction that i love but it's just the first thing that you disagree with it's like is it time is it time can we throw now and and i get it like everybody's just antsy to start getting back to normal and i guess the first you know the first inkling of anything going wrong and it was just all systems go full throttle start hucking rats on the ice and that's fine by me but i'm sure they'll just a run out of rats and b run out of inspiration to throw said rats i hope so because it's really gross but what was funny is when they had like that one rat that they kept putting like showing the camera footage on did you guys see that like, yes <laughs> and then like hanging upside down <laughs> i was like hmm. he didn't get very far but yeah i'm, I'm just you know where the rat story comes from Yes, I heard it yesterday. Did you hear it? I I heard it as well. My God, and the name escapes me because I was thinking about this name all yesterday. It was the rat that got, they killed a rat in the dressing room, was it not? And then prior to a game that they ended up winning. So that's when that became, you know, yes. part of the lore. It was like Dale Howard Chuck and, and Van Beesbrook or something. No, it was actually hold on, uh, hold on, hold on. Montreal Canadiens assistant general manager, yes, Scott Melanby. Melanby, that was it. Okay, that was it. yeah. That. Imagine having that as your your lore, like, you know, your 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 imprint on the NHL on hockey history is I killed a rat once and now a bunch of people in Florida are all about it. But I guess, you know, if oh, that's cool. the case, <laughs> it's called the rat trick. Very strange <laughs> rat trick. Yep. And it's a lot easier to clean up than an octopus. Oh, that's oh. true. Absolutely. Like catfish. Yeah. The thing about the octopus, I feel, is that I'm sure that they're keeping it in some sort of tank. Obviously, it's dead, uh, but they're keeping it in some sort of liquid substance. So when it hits the ice, I would imagine it kind of like parts of it freeze to the ice in the similar fashion of, you know, when you're in the middle of winter, you don't lick. Uh, like licking uh, the post? Exactly. And your tongue sticks to it. Like, so I'm sure that you're peeling it off and there's like fragments of it there. It's kind of, you got to scrape it off. I don't know. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I think rubber rats are perfectly fine because you could kind of recycle them too like you just pick them up off the ice and you hand them out as people are walking into the arena in the next game perfectly <laughs> fine but the live or semi was live octopus shtick um that might not be something that 
I would get on board with. A, because uh, I hate touching fish. It's disgusting. But B, just the fact <laughs> that the cleanup it must be problematic. Imagine it sitting next to you, though, like the whole game while they're waiting to throw it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, that's an issue. Must smell. Yeah, you're the octopus guy this time. It's like, oh, God damn it. Okay. All right. Fine. I get it. No problem. Everyone steer clear of section 120. Like, ugh, it stink. Yeah. Ugh. Unless you're like in the 300s, like the upper bowl. It's like, I hope you got an arm there, Chuck, because you got to be able to huck this at least like 50 rows deep. <laughs> Gross. Okay. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. Well, what do you think the Habs fans would throw if they were to throw something along those lines? Insults. But- so many insults. That's what they do already. If there's beer anything- cans. Oh, well, beer cans, true, true. But, like but I don't. Funny. Like a rat is funny. An octopus is weird, but funny. What would be a funny thing that Habs fans, like May West? May Bill West Kessel. would be good. May West would actually. I mean, in terms of actual cultural relevance, I think that might be one of them. Yeah. Or, I mean, I'd say poutine, but that'd be a mess. Well, the the word poutine is actually a, a slang term for a mess, right? So there you go. Is it? Is it? Yeah. That's delicious. I was not aware of that. I was definitely not aware of that. Uh, they like could the be- okay, like, like, um, and Putin's like, oh, it's like a big, like, like slop on a plate, kind of like you threw a bunch of shit together. Well, it depends on what's going on at the time and, and like where the like the media narrative is going. Like you could throw Mae West or you can just throw like copies of Bill 101 like onto the ice. And- <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like like copies of Madden, like the like the PlayStation game or whatever. <laughs> oh, we're, it's like uh, you've heard of Bill 101, but here's the updated Bill 102 with like updated graphics and new rosters and stuff. Someone new on the cover. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's yeah, Lego on the cover. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, okay. Okay, so Matt, every time we do this podcast, we have this thing called, they're, they're knee-jerk reactions, but we call them neon knee-jerk reactions. And what we want to do is we're going to say words to you or terms to you, and we want the quickest gut reaction you have for these words. Cool? All right. Okay, can I just sort of, can we preface this with the fact that you know what are my am i allowed to swear yes so the people that you need to apologize to if you swear are our parents um (laughs) they say that sometimes we swear too much but we try to keep it pretty pg on this podcast normally there might be like a shit every once in a while here or something like that like we rarely say the f word right but if you wanted to go off I don't think there's any children listening. Okay. I mark it as no children. So it's, I mark it as explicit. So feel free to just say whatever your heart contends. And that means I can swear later. So it's all good because my mom. This could be a swearing episode. Oh, no. I mean, every episode that I'm on typically devolves (laughs) into a swearing episode. Uh, For those who don't know, I do have a history of already apologizing to Noah's parents uh, from that time (laughs) I drove you home from Clyde's like 20 years ago, but uh, like 18 years ago or so. 18 Uh, years ago. I wasn't an under age drinker go, no go go figure but <laughs> <laughs> you made up for it it's all good we're good there you go i'm in for it all right i understand the rules okay so i've got the first one are you ready yes saku koivu oh my absolute hero class act uh somebody who has always been in my opinion an underrated leadership icon in the nhl somebody who i feel is or who i've heard is just somebody who's respected by even the most like boston bruins fans and players respect saku koivu toronto players and fans respect saku koivu uh and uh somebody whom i have the uh the honor and privilege of having Having seen play live and to see his final game in the Ana- in an Anaheim uniform at uh, the Bell Center. That's awesome. That was 
I couldn't have hoped for a better answer. That was wonderful. All right, Ashley, do you have any or do you want me to keep going? I'll throw one out there. I'll okay, go for it. Out there. All right. So my, I'm going to go a little bit more current Habs-ish. Um, what's your thought on uh, Philip Deneau? Philip Deneau, uh, my initial reaction is I know that uh, Noah is somebody who is on the, who is, I guess, the the president, vice president, uh, treasurer. Uh, all the administrative roles are occupied by Noah in terms of the <laughs> fan club of Philip Deneau. I have been a follower of that Twitter feed for long enough to know that Philip Deneau uh, has one number one fan uh, for the number one C position, and that would be Noah. I can't necessarily say that I, I wouldn't say I'm a fan. I'm not, I, I'm not somebody who thinks that Philip Deneau is a, a bad player, but as somebody who has been, you know, intimately involved with the team, I have seen my share of Scott Gomai of, um, <laughs> you know, of um, uh, who was that guy who played with, was it with, it, was it with Guillaume Latendres, like Maxim Lapierre? Uh, who is that other one? Oh my God. David Deharnay. Yes. They were David. two I was originally going to ask, by the way, but I switched to the last second because I said current and I was like, damn it, I can't ask. Well, they're the, to me, they're the same player. Like, me I know that, that seems. I know that seems odd to you, but I have no distinct, like distinguishing feelings between the two. Uh, I understand that their names are different, their ages and birthdays and entire existences are separate from one another. But in my mind, it is literally a a reskin of David DeHarnet. Like I get it, you can, you know, you're great. You don't necessarily, maybe not have all the best tools, but you're doing your best, damn it, and that's all we can ask for. Well, one's defensive and one's offensive, but yes, I agree with you. They are. I I understand what you're saying because I yeah, good good call. And I'm laughing because no one knows my feelings on Phil Deneau, and they are more aligned with yours than his. Like, you know, when you're playing Mortal Kombat and you both pick Liu Kang and they have different color pants, like that's basically my thoughts <laughs> on David DeHarnay and Philip Deneau. Like, I have no strong feelings either way. It's just that's kind of to me what they are. Deharnay's uh, Deharnay's uncle. I'm not sure his uncle or his cousin. I think it's his uncle. Is uh, my parents' neighbor uh, in Whitehorse in the Yukon? <laughs> so <What>? he was <laughs> so, weird. Yeah. so embarrassed by his his nephew's uh, performance that he moved ran all to the, the way. Yukon. <laughs> <laughs> what is the farthest corner of this country I can go to? <laughs> okay, I've got the next one. Are you ready for it? Yes. Jar Jar Binks. Uh, misunderstood, honestly. Whoa. And part of what I feel about Jar Jar Binks is the first part is the is the the actual presence of Jar Jar Binks is actually up for debate. And there's a really interesting uh, sort of narrative with that character where they, there is actually some very in-depth and intriguing YouTube videos that I do recommend you go see where people are actually believing that Jar Jar Binks is a Sith Lord in disguise. And I, know this, <laughs> I swear to God, if you watch these videos and the in-depth and the and it's not just like these random fan theories they support it with actual scenes from the movies and they talk about what a sith lord is supposed to do now i'm not here to, to advocate that jar jar binks is a good character or a necessary character but definitely there's more to jar jar binks that meets the eye and um what we have to understand, I know there's a lot of hate of Jar Jar Binks, but George Lucas himself said that the movies that he made are, are for children. They're children's movies. And the fact that Jar Jar Binks might not be your cup of tea as a, somebody in their 20s, 30s, 40s, etc., uh, you know, that the movies are not necessarily made for you. They're made for a new generation of children and Jar Jar Binks is for that generation. And if you ask, you know, a 10-year-old who watches the movie, they may 
enjoy the silly, stupid antics of uh, the Gungan known as Jar Jar Binks. He's super cute. I'll take it. I mean, that's fine. Like they, he is a cute character, and and what I don't like is that the the over the top slapstick antics that you know I get it. Right. It's silly, but I. If you're listening to this and you have about 30 minutes to kill, go Google breakdown videos of why Jar Jar Banks is potentially a, a Sith. It has a massive following. There are Reddit subreddits for it. There are immense amounts of fan fiction, art, and like breakdown theoretical videos um, to the point where people were actually putting money down on the fact that he would appear in the sequel trilogy at some point as uh, a, a, a sort of behind the scenes influential character. That's wild. That's weird. He's actually, yes, that is the most we're ever going to talk about Jar Jar Binks in this podcast. You are saved from it, but I appreciate you sticking through the star Wars nonsense. Oh, I like Jar Jar. I think he's cute. Okay, good. <laughs> he's annoying, but he's cute. Anyways, <laughs> all right. Okay. You're up. You got him? okay ready? I'm on. Let's do it. Kirk Muller. Kirk Muller. I met Kirk Muller at a bar in Montreal, and he let me wear his Stanley Cup ring, and I thought that was really damn cool. Excellent were hair. Uh, were, were you there? I told you to show up. <laughs> okay, well. You didn't tell me to show up, but I'm the one who loves Kirk Muller, but that's okay. That might have been it. I think it might have been you who messaged me, but uh, let's put it this way. There, was, uh, there may have been some adult beverages involved. So at most of that evening, um, given the – you know the 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 enjoyment factor that was had at that establishment i mean for me i kind of maybe took it a little far but that's we're walking distance was this when we were living um together at 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 the townhouse no it was not we were i was still living at home which is the same walking distance okay so (laughs) i don't know how the hell i got home uh but i don't even know how the hell i got there all i know is that i met kirk muller i spoke maybe a half dozen words to him and it was uh our spent our friend spider chris that was working the bar who yep. you know talked to kirk to to say oh you, you, can you let my buddy like wear your ring and i wore it i took a picture it was really nice thing is massive great hair um you know uh, uh, to me not a head coach uh, but a great supporting cast type coach cool that's awesome uh, i got one more are you ready for it yes sir Yuppie. Yuppie, um, I've never actually been in any contact with Yuppie. From all the Expos games I've attended with, uh, or all the, the Habs games I've attended, I don't think I've ever had an actual interaction with Yuppie. I think the closest I've ever come to Yuppie was maybe you know, a couple rows away. I don't think I've ever had uh, an actual like one-on-one. So who knows? I don't know anything about uh that that orange bastard but i i suspect that uh they're on the level and the fact that uh, they you know the montreal canadians signed up after the expos went to washington feels like a, a pretty classy move for a pretty classy organization there are rumors so the the theory is that gritty is the child of Yuppie and the Philly fanatic from baseball do you subscribe to that theory i can see how that can happen um Certainly, that feels like, you know, that that seems to be uh, if there was ever a mashup, that would happen. Like, remember when Jay-Z and Linkin Park released an album and it was awesome? Um, that feels like what Gritty is. If, but, you know, UP is Jay-Z and the Philly Fanatic is Linkin Park. So that to me seems like, uh, uh, you know, I'll be on top of that. I don't know. I'm not going to, you know, slam down a couple bucks to run the ancestry.com on them. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't need any 
school samples to sort of figure that mystery out. I'm 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 okay to leave that one up to uh you know out in the ether to to just leave it as this mister mysterious thing. Though I do I do like gritty and it did it did take a little while for gritty to grow on me, but uh, I I think it was you also who kept ringing that bell and I eventually answered it because I think that gritty's pretty solid. Gritty um, is great. Gritty is great. And Numb Encore is like my favorite song. So Right? That album is still an absolute banger. Like, it's so good. I think it's like six songs or whatever. But yep. damn, like, it's just, it, you put that on and it's just like 30 minutes of just intense, euphoric, like, near sexual energy going pumping directly into your earballs. It's amazing. I had um I had tickets to to go see Lincoln Park with my buddy Ryan and so Ryan is not a rock person. Lincoln Park is the only rock band he would ever listen to. And so we thought it would be a cool thing. We got tickets. We're going to go. Like, this is the only time we're going to go to a rock concert together. And Chester Bennington died two days before the show. It was a heartbreaker. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> there must be some sort of feelings of – I mean, at some point, like, you know, you go down the route of like, oh, like, poor me. I can't go to the concert. But then you kind of put it into the grand scope of things of why you can't go and you understand that maybe – you know, there's some there are bigger things. things in life. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's all good. We're, we're going to sort of put this one on the back burner for now, but yeah, that's a tough one to swallow right there is, I mean, yeah, it sucks. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. All right. We're going to, we're going to dive into hockey. Now we got some stuff to talk about. We're in the moment. This is the week where everything starts like Leafs versus Habs. I have done my child draft with Stacy. She has Ivy. I have Brooks for the playoffs. Um, but Ashley, I wanted to start with you because I know that you've got opinions on this. It seems as though for the start of this playoff series, KK and Caulfield are not going to be playing on opening on the first game. How do you feel about it? So I feel a sense of frustration, especially. Did you see the Craig Button interview earlier today? I did not. So I retweeted it. I think. And I said, can Button be our coach? Because our number one issue is we can't score. Is that not correct? Very correct. So why aren't you playing a sniper who can score? I understand he's not the best defensively, although he surprised me, but I understand he's not the best, blah, 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 whatever. The whole point of the playoffs, no matter what Ducharme says, is putting pucks in the net and in their net. Not in our own net, but their net. We can't do that. So, so no, no, no Ryan O'Burning it this time. Exactly. No burning it. And not injuring Price into our own net either. So Josh Georges. The truth is, what is happening? I don't understand. Why aren't, like, okay, KK, whatever, that's a whole other subject. So I'll go off of him in a second. But I don't understand Crawfield not playing. What has Armia shown in the last, I don't know, 17 years that he can score? Nothing. He's there for the penalty kill, right? That's like, he's, he's a utility guy. It's okay. one trick pony. But so's Byron, so's Lekkanen, so's Suzuki, so's Deneau, I can so's Evans. Like we don't so stall in some weird sick way. I don't <laughs> understand why he's not on a line, even on the fourth line. I don't care what line he's on. If you're putting him against Wayne Simmons, Joe Thornton, and whoever else is on that line, Spezza, let's say, don't you think Caulfield would get some chances considering he's way faster than those three? So you spring him and he's in and scores. Like, I don't understand what this guy is thinking. And if he wakes up by the third game of the season, we're down to nothing or the playoff and we're down to nothing. That's not good either. So WTF, I don't get it. I am. It really pisses me off. I don't understand. We can't score goals. You finally have a sniper at your disposal. You're not using him. 
Like, so here's here's my thoughts on this. And this is and I don't like I'm trying to bring this back to, you know, my my sphere here being uh, it, it may seem juvenile, but video games and card games, etc. Now, when when the deck is stacked against you, when you're in a bad situation, which in my opinion and which is happens to be reality at this point is the fact that the Habs are not necessarily favored in any way, shape or form in this matchup. Now, if Carey Price goes plays out of his mind, which he did last playoffs, he was it was a shame and and sad that there was less support from a goal scoring perspective for Carey Price to actually, you know, advance further than the first round of last year. But in this case, you are going to get scored on. It's going to happen. Even if Carey Price plays out of his fucking mind, he is going to get scored on and you have to play to your outs. And in this case, what are your outs? You need to score goals as well. And you need to bank on the fact that you have something like Code Konami, you have someone like Caulfield who can actually convert, albeit yeah they're green and yeah they're not necessarily going to be the most polished and whatnot but like you said you slam them on the third or fourth line where you actually have less of a capable matchup uh in lines so they're going to get a little bit more room to actually convert in this case if you're not banking on someone like caulfield or kk actually playing really well and scoring goals you're basically conceding to the fact that well we're just going to play to what we're comfortable with which these veterans and this and that and whatnot but you have to play to your outs those small margins as narrow as they may be you have to play towards those outs otherwise you're basically relying on what had what already exists which is fundamentally not going to work out against a higher octane offense i mean austin matthews and marner now playing together have basically just clicked like crazy and they're going to be scoring a buttload of goals um uh, you know, I don't know if uh, Shea Weber's going to keep coming back. And if he comes back, is he going to be playing out of his mind to shut that down? Possibly, maybe. You might get a little bit more leeway to just rough some people up it, because it's the playoffs. But you have to play to your outs. As narrow as those margins are, you have to play to those. And in order to get that to happen, in order to find those margins to actually win games and maybe in an alternate universe win the series, you have to – that 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 Doctor Strange right now is, is verifying millions <laughs> of other realities and that one where we win is because Caulfield scored about like four or five goals in the series and KK had like eight points. That's where that exists. Agreed. And that's why I don't understand what he's doing. Like what the hell has Eric Stahl shown us? I mean, I understand he's a playoff guy more. I get it. Well, he's actually, I know it's debatable, but I get it. But he, it's enough with the veterans. Like play, I look, I'm not saying, I'm not advocating to take Perry out of the lineup. I think Perry's gold. I would not touch him. But stall over Cockney I don't get it. Like, was this in his contract too when he came over? They can't be benched in the playoffs either. Like, I don't, or even, I mean, I want to take out Evans, but take out Byron. Like, I don't get it. I don't understand what the hell this guy's doing. Sorry. My, my concern with this, my where my head goes to with this whole thing is uh, I wonder about the relationship between Dom Ducharme and Mark Bergevin because if Dominic Ducharme is keeping Caulfield out, it's because he believes he can. He has a better chance of winning without him in, right? If Bergevin is not making him play the kids, Bergevin is saying experience for the youngsters is not important this year. The only way he would do that is if these two people genuinely believe that we're going to win the Stanley Cup, that we, we can win the Stanley Cup this year. Because if they didn't think we had a chance of winning, there is no way, shape, or form that you shouldn't be playing the kids to get them the experience. Because Eric Stahl won't be back next year, but those two will, right? So if you're saying, I'm okay sacrificing their experience, it has to be because you have a chance to win. And so if they have a chance to, if they 
if they really believe it, God bless them. I'm so in that corner. I can't wait to high five them when it happens. <laughs> but if they're wrong, there's no way you're not getting friggin' fired. Like you, you, you better, you better resign actually, not even get fired. Right. Like if you're going to go all in and sacrifice development this year, you'd better be damn right. But the other part of that is also, wouldn't it be wonderful for KK to learn off of stall during the playoffs? What's happening? Like to be on his line and take the draws on his better side and like all that crap. Wouldn't that only make KK stronger? Yep. I would get rid of Armia and put KK in there because KK can usually played right wing a lot, even though he's a left shot, like Armia's a right shot. KK could put, take, literally take that spot. Exactly. I don't, I just, I don't get it. And it's pissing me off. And I just, I don't get it. And yeah. Like Corey Perry in the playoffs. We saw him last year. He was with Dallas, right? And like, he, he was excellent. Right. And, right. and and there are players, as ridiculous as it may sound, and as you know, unscientific as it possibly may be, uh, there are quote unquote playoff performers. I think Daniel Briere was one that we brought in a while ago. And you know, it's Camilleri. like just, Camilleri. just wait for the playoffs. It's like, all right, we'll wait for the playoffs, and that's fine. And Corey Perry, as aged as he is, um, you know, is still a, an absolute badass uh and somebody that we need on the team you know eric stall was a little bit of a you know a, a curious uh signing at, at, as such i just one thing that just bothers me in general is the fact that there has been so much talented youth that has gone through the system that have either been rushed hurried up you know set aside put all on the on the wing put in the off position and then essentially shipped out because they've been you know a, a failed experiment quote unquote and I, I don't know if it's and the worst part about this a lot of the times is that these quote unquote failed experiments it's not that you're just they're failed here in Montreal it's the fact that they're kind of ruined for the rest of their career to a degree because they didn't maybe not get the proper amount of development and it sort of sets them back because look at someone like you know, Alice Elchenyuk scored 30 goals, you know, in his early 20s. That should be a good sign for the rest of your career that you got it in you. And then he bounced around from place to place. And now he's, he's, in he's, and, now he's, he's yeah, and now he's here against us, scratched. And so is Cole Caulfield, right? So what, what does that tell you? I, I, I wish that I can have the, the faith that there is going to be the proper moves made. However, you know, I, I, I'm putting my trust in these people because obviously I don't have any say in it and I have to, but I'm trying to be a good fan. I'm trying to be a supportive fan and say, all right, I get it. Eric Stahl, plenty of, uh, plenty of experience. Didn't Eric Stahl win a cup in Carolina, like in his rookie year or something like that? Or exactly. Indeed. Sophomore, rookie, sophomore. No, it was the goalie who was the rookie year, right? I remember that because yeah, we Kyle were, was rookie year. yeah, we were up to nothing in that series. And uh, that I'm was this. <laughs> I remember. I remember that. I remember yep. Saku Kwevu went to the hospital that year. I remember uh, game three very well. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. That's, yeah, these are old wounds now. But nonetheless, all this to say is that it's good to have someone like Eric Stahl. And I knew Eric Stahl. I know Eric Stahl even played a little out of his mind a little bit over maybe overperforming in Minnesota. But, you know, it's now it's time. And like Noah said, are we going to rely on these old horses because they are they're they're on their second second wind or last wind to push us through to get us there or is it just a matter of well i don't trust these youngsters and i don't think we're going to win the series anyways but in which case it's like why wouldn't you play them did you guys hear that eric Stahl quote about turning it on for the playoffs i did not hear that 
So Eric Stahl was interviewed by I want I might have been Arpin Basu I'm I'm not sure exactly uh, but they were asked you know like hey like you're you, the team isn't performing well right now you know and you're you're in a little bit of a funk yourself what does it mean going into the playoffs you know like like do you think it hurts you going to the playoffs and Eric Stahl was like no not at all I can't explain it to you but I guarantee you when the playoffs start it just clicks and your play ramps up to another level he's like I don't need a warm up I don't need a game to get into it he's like when it, the playoffs start it'll be there. I'm going to kick ass kind of like, that's the paraphrase of it. He had better damn well be right about that. <laughs> well, I can buy into that to the degree where, you know, Eric Stahl is an older player, obviously, and it's not easy to play all those games and, and gold, medalist. Keep up. gold medalist, Stanley cup winner, you know, yep. 50 goal scorer. Like he's got it all right, but he's got it all in the rearview mirror. Right. You know, like that, that's it's, it's a, it's very much sports is a, what have you done for me lately kind of experience. And I get it. There are, you you know, certain loyalties you have to veterans and such. But when it comes to Eric Stahl saying, I'm going to turn it on for the playoffs, I kind of believe that because I, I'm pretty sure there was for the past few games of the last few games of the season, there was very little in terms of being in jeopardy to fall out of the playoffs. I think the playoff picture was fairly set in terms of everything had to go wrong for, uh, for, for the Canadians and everything had to go right, you know, for the team chasing them. So I think that it's okay that they may have, you know, throttled back a bit. And when it comes down to like, well, now it matters. I truly believe that Eric Stahl can kind of go ahead and tap into that, that tech. Now, that may be true for someone like Eric Stahl or Carey Price or Shea Weber or Corey Perry. But what about the rest of the schmucks who may have sort of taken a little bit of time off there? Um, you know, it's it's I, I don't mean to disparage them and I don't not here to accuse them of throwing games or not. But you know what? Like I've lived through the Kovalev era where it's like, which one are we going to get today? You know, are we going to get the three point Kovalev where no one could like take the puck off of him? Or are we going to get the guy who's just sort of floating out there taking 60 second shifts you know just floating the blue line like what is it which one are we getting it depends if he had his helmet on or not i believe true <laughs> yeah he's like a reverse frosty the snowman if you take the helmet off he goes ape shit but if you put it back on he's just kind of like it's like blinders on a horse it's like what the hell happened <laughs> Yeah, so that that's it, right? Like, I, I would expect in this game coming up on Thursday for Eric Stahl to be dominant. And I'm not, I want to say dominant, I don't mean star of the game, but, like, he has to look better than he's looked the last month. And if he doesn't in game one, I'm going to be pretty annoyed at him, um, which it sucks because I'm a huge Eric Stahl fan. He's, like, like a top five for me, so I'll be annoyed. Remember when Bob Gainey took uh, uh, Alex Kovalev on a walk? And like gave him a day or two off. Like, so yeah. like, listen, just take a couple of days off. And then he came in. I remember because I was at that game and he played out of his mind. I think he had a goal and two assists, but he was playing on the penalty kill and like diving in front of pucks. I was like, who is this guy? This guy is an all star. This guy is an MVP. And then like two, two days later, it was back to the same thing of like, you know taking a fake slash on the hands and costing the game because Sheldon Surrey skated into him or something. I don't know. Remember that. Remember when bowling? They went bowling? Carbonell. I remember that. In Dallas. I, I don't remember that. Yeah, but Guy Carbonell, I think it was in, in – and um, he, they took him, he took the team bowling and then the team and then he got fired. <laughs> <laughs> and then he got fired. Yes. Maybe there was a clause in their contracts like no bowling. Like I know they're not allowed to play Guitar Hero and stuff like that, right? <laughs> oh, it's like, yeah, like don't wash your car. Don't touch like any like, video games. Yeah. 
No, it's true. It says Carbonell prefers sending into a bowling alley to hone their shooting skills. <laughs> you know, it's, they really did this. I mean, unless they're like firing pucks at like the kingpin, like how is that possible? I don't understand how rolling that ball is going to actually improve anything. It's I'm not saying it's a like a super strenuous activity, but it could it's it's more detrimental than anything else. I would imagine. Go like, uh, I, I it's, it's a similar comparison. I eat cheeseburgers because it helps me practice my cattle raising. <laughs> <laughs> both have beef I, I i suppose yeah i mean yeah, i, I totally get it i listen to music <laughs> therefore i'm married to shakira this is the existence that i have in my head as well so i i there totally can make draw those really obscure lines from one to the other <laughs> <laughs> oh boy okay well i i really hope that these um to borrow a word from matt these schmucks know what they're doing and um, that they're able to win because I'm, yeah, no, <clears throat> annoyed. Yeah. Anyways, did you guys watch the Laval Rocket game tonight at all during before we recorded this? I did not, but uh, I hear Price led in two goals and the whole world collapsed. Yes. Yeah, I watched those two goals. Yeah, he did. And Gallagher, was, no goals. Yeah. I was just saying, uh, you know, I'm like, imagine, I just want to see Carey Price let in like five, shake it off, not give two shits about it, and then come in and shut out the Leafs in the first game. That's what I want to see. I love that. I love overreaction. It's a it's a game that means absolutely nothing. It's a it's like an anomaly on the stat sheet, right? You know when you're like going through a player's like stat sheet, like their their entire statistical analysis over their entire career, and there's that one line where it's like games played one points zero whatever blah 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 minus seven. It's like okay, that never happened. It doesn't count. Like for this, that's exactly that. This is him like living in the upside down for one day where nothing matters and i don't think he cares i literally just think that he wanted to feel how skates feel on ice again that's all what that that's the only thing that matters absolutely i agree with you i think he was just trying to get his feet wet same with gallagher they haven't played in a month let them just touch the ice and call it a day i agree the thing about gallagher is he probably showed up there with all the other kids and they thought it was someone's kid brother it's like, what are you doing here? Like, are you here to hold the flags before, like, the anthem is played? Like, is that what you're here for? Like, are you just skating around? I saw on Twitter someone posted a uh, – they, they tweeted out. It was a live shot of uh, Brandon yeah. Gallagher and Carey Price at the Laval Rocket game, and it was Billy Madison. Like, Adam Sandler sitting in the classroom. <laughs> I saw that, too. It was great. Uh, that the is only so thing good. cool about this uh, Laval Rocket game that I thought was cool was that Harvey Pinard and Gallagher were on the same line. That was That's, uh, that's cool. But Jordan Wheel is our center. With the real deal, Jordan Wheel. It feels like last year's game, like Habs game. Yeah, kind of, huh? <laughs> How did Gallagher do? He was fine. He was negative one after one period. <laughs> yeah, who cares? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sure he's, yeah, he's totally worried about it. He's like, literally, he's like, I will pay you $1,000 for every negative I am. Like, I'll buy everybody around, like, those who are of legal age. <laughs> Pretty much. And the Rocket are losing 2 nothing still with like three minutes to go. So, you know. So wow. Blame it on Carey Price. So no Cole Caulfield in that lineup, and they didn't score. Just want to make sure that the drama is real. <laughs> way to go! Yeah, that's a that way to stretch that one out for, for for sure. Oh, but Gallagher had a double minor, high sticking. How short is that guy? Huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, you really have to put your arms up real high to high stick someone if you're Gallagher. That's tough. <laughs> exactly. Matt, how do you watch the games? Because you're in Toronto, right? They must be blacked out. Oh, yeah, it's because it's a Leafs game. It won't be blacked out, actually, huh? I will actually be able to watch them, which is going to be uh, pretty good. Now, uh, what I do here to catch games uh, is uh, perfectly legal uh, methods. <laughs> I will I will absolutely 
um, you know, drive that point home is that the way that I watch hockey games is perfectly legal. So it's not going to worry. <laughs> we're not going to worry about it. But um, yeah, for the for the fact that there's like a Toronto series has been very excited because I do have friends here who are big Toronto fans uh, and they're they're not they're not the in your face obnoxious style though i will say this the year that i moved here uh toronto the blue jays started making the playoffs regularly uh they drafted austin matthews like i am probably a catalyst for toronto's success and i feel really terrible about that given the fact that it is deep inside my dna to just dislike everything that they've done i mean it might be my fault but at the same time i uh, so let me ask you guys this what would be more satisfying a four game sweep of the leaves or a seven game comeback win in the in the third period to beat them in seven what's more satisfying for you my i would heart, say sweep yeah my heart can't handle a seven game series that we come back to win so i'm going to go with sweep also <laughs> But, I would go sweep just because the Toronto Maple Leafs are known for high octane offense. Getting not even a win would just the chaos would be so good because like people expect Toronto to collapse, right? When you get to a game seven, everyone's like, "Yeah, these these guys are done" because they can't win game sevens. But that sweep, that feeling of futility, would just be wonderful. And like, it would and it would mean that we were better than them, which no one doesn't think is possible. So I want the sweep too. What if remember when remember when Tampa was four games swept? By us, uh, Columbus, Columbus, Blue Columbus Blue Jackets, and us, and us. I was I at that, that game yeah. when that was when I think like the Lightning had like a a franchise high in points, if I'm not mistaken, in terms of I think that they had like the best season that that franchise have ever had. I think yeah. they were the best team of the post salary cap era. And they roll in and with all the confidence in the world, and the Columbus Blue Jackets just dummy them in four. And Did you ever that, hear that John Tortorella speech after the first period in the Columbus locker room? No. Oh, man. So I, I'll send you the link after this. But, like, it's good watching. Like, it's like Al Pacino, any given Sunday level, great speech. Did he give, like, yeah, coffee is for closers kind of thing and just, you know? Yeah, it was just like, yeah. like, smoke this up. Don't take one freaking step back. This is the moment to stand there and give it to them. It was like, it's really inspirational. I just want him to say something along the lines of like, first period is a new car. A steak Se- knives. Second period is a set of steak <laughs> knives. Third period, you're fired. Like, that's kind of how I wanted that to go. <laughs> I like John Tortorella because I, I saw him. a post where um, he, t- I think he took some time off to be with like his ailing dog or something that yeah. was like, Yep. And, I, I, you know, there's a lot I don't agree with, but you can see the humanizing factors of these people. Like having John Tortorella on the TSN panel for so long was just music to my ears because the, the uncomfortability of him, like, he, I don't know why he signed up for it because he clearly hated every moment of it. But <laughs> he's the type of person that calls out BS when he hears it and stupid questions and hates the media so much. So to insert him into that media role where he can kind of just be like, that's a dumb question. It's obviously this. And it's just like, yes, it is obviously this. I want to see more John Tortorella on panels calling people he, out for he's dumb ready questions. To coach again. He said he like he, the him and the Blue Jackets parting ways was his decision. Uh because he wants to go like he, so he was gonna quit last year and Nick Foligno talked him into staying. Uh, and then he stayed and Nick Foligno got traded, which sucks. But uh he said he wants to coach somewhere else. And I, I would expect what'll happen is 10 games into next season, someone will get fired because they went 0-10 and he'll hop in, kind of. You're going to see him in Ottawa. 
Oh my god, I would freak out. I'd give him free food for life, like literally. <laughs> for life. I adore him. I think he's I think he's one of the most underrated coaches. He oozes leadership and no one gives him credit because they just remember him from Vancouver. I well, guarantee you that he, he he you you may respect and love him, but he probably freaking hates you. He doesn't even know you, but he probably hates you. <laughs> no, he probably saw me and he's like, Who's this idiot? Like be <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> fair so, though. I say that still and I see you. Well, I mean, I haven't seen you in a while, but even when I did see you fairly regularly, it was like, who's this idiot? <laughs> oh, okay, wait, wait. So moving on, I have a question and it goes into the next thing. Leaf fans are spicy as hell with Josh Anderson. Why? Yeah. Like, what's their beef with Anderson? And Anderson is, like, beefing back to the Leafs. So what's your thought on that? Well, um, okay. So here's the thing I have discovered about Leafs fans in general. It's the fact that there are some level-headed ones that are very, uh, you know, deep into the – the fact that like, yes, you have an excellent player. You have several excellent players. I don't know why they're hating on Josh Anderson. I don't know really the, the, you know, deep in on it, but like the fact that Josh Anderson is kind of chirping back and, and playing the role, it's great. It's fantastic because it's the more, remember when, uh, was it Dale Weiss and um, Milan Lucic? Were, were they, or no, it was the best ever. Uh, th- it was like the good game, good game, good game. I'm going to fucking kill you. Good game. Good game. Like, <laughs> yeah, he it- said, I'm going to kill you to Emelin, but Weiss Emelin. was the guy who like drove him crazy that series. Right. That's the kind of thing I want because that, that, that whole series was excellent. That whole hatred was absolutely brilliant to just behold and i want this to develop into something else because what is there from either team that we can really hate in all honesty i don't necessarily i mean the the most i can i i hate i hate um austin matthews mustache like that's That's all i can really exactly like that's all i can hate does he own a mirror i don't get it I don't think so. I think that he's on. But the thing is, eventually you're going to catch yourself on some sort of promotional material, right? Like you're going to walk into the rink and somebody would have like put out their cigarette in a program and your face was on it. And you have that dumb mustache. I get that. But I mean, I can't hate those players because they're so good. And that's one thing that I will I can always lean on is that at the end of the day, performance talks. And and Austin Matthews is just he is, you know, in the hierarchy of the league. What is he top five easily? I, in my opinion, I mean, it goes Connor. It's Connor McDavid, like 10, 10 feet of 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 you know garbage, and then the next player. Like that's basically how it goes. And but Austin Matthews is there, and I, it's it's. I I just want I want Josh Anderson to dig into this. I want this to become a thing because there hasn't really been a good rivalry since the. You know, since the the Boston Montreal, uh, and even that kind of sort of calmed down towards the end. I mean, it did take some. You know, there were some instances where maybe you know Zidane Chara kind of like smashed a uh, Patrati's face into the boards and <laughs> and that whole thing. But I, I want this to become. I want this to become real again. And and there hasn't been a history between these teams because one team has always been si- significantly better than the other one way or the other. I find it has very, it yeah. has rarely been a situation where it's been an even keel matchup. Like I would even argue that in the past 10 years, Ottawa Montreal has been a more spicy rivalry than Toronto Montreal. I would agree with you on that. I would agree with you too. I think Boston's our rival, not Toronto. But that's the when Boston and Montreal had that whole thing with Pacioretty and uh, Chara, we all learned what the word stanchion meant. 
<laughs> Agreed. Absolutely. And that's what they, a vocabulary they, lesson. They're like, okay, so a gigantic Goro style Mortal Kombat boss just went ahead and like yeeted a player into this this corner glass thing. So let's just curve the edge because that's going to change things. I get it. <laughs> Safety precautions for real. But the fact is, is that since those days, Montreal hasn't necessarily had that kind of rivalry. And I know that from a media perspective, you have to kind of push it and feed it and fan those flames of wherever they may be. But in reality, where has that really true hatred of a, of a rivalry existed? I haven't hated another team since those days of Montreal, Boston, Montreal, Boston, Montreal, Boston. And I really hope that this gets to those levels from a, a, a very selfish perspective of a fan of, of I want to be invested because right now I don't hate the Leafs, but I'm, I, I obviously am rooting for the, for the, the Habs, but I don't have that, that fire, that, that aching desire to see that big hit, to see that, you know, that carry price robbery on a breakaway, that kind of thing that like get out of my chair and like hoot and holler. I'm going to wear my Jersey. I'm going to wear my paraphernalia. I can't wait to watch the games with some friends here. Um, and such, but I, I don't know if if it's going to get to those levels, but I sincerely hope it does because it's just so good for the fan base and obviously for hockey. And after watching the Florida and Tampa game yesterday, like that's a nice bubbling and budding rivalry in itself. It was great. That game was fantastic. But I think uh, unlike you, I, I just want the Leafs to lose everything in this world. So- <laughs> everything. Their yeah. insurance policies, <laughs> yeah, their everything. property. Their yeah. Car keys. <laughs> everything. Like, yeah. Even like their, like their free lattes at Starbucks. Like, no, no more. Like, their no. Bladder control. Everything. <laughs> yes. The incontinence issues are real. Um, but yeah, uh-huh. I just, I want that all done. So I'm totally f- pro like i think noah feels the same way as me and we just want them to lose everything no noah i uh i i really don't like the toronto maple leafs i really despise them because i don't understand why their fans are so rabid like they they talk now like you know they're they're, they're talking they've already won right and they've been doing it for two three years now and they've been sucking ever since i just like the level of futility that that franchise had to go through to get to where they are today, combined with a lot of luck, cheating. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like you had to be God awful in order to draft all those high players. You had to win a lottery to get Matthews. If you didn't have Matthews, you wouldn't have gotten Tavares. I, you know, uh, so to be fair though, their, their entire swagger has been, it, it's kind of like a, a hibernating bear in the sense that you're just waiting for spring to come through. And ever since, I mean, they, they've haven't really had something to rally around and be happy about since I guess like Matt Sundin now granted, uh, I mean the Argonauts who cares, uh, you know, Toronto FC who cares? Uh, I'm not saying that like these are, you know the people are bad and if you're a fan of these franchises and fantastic i'm just saying there hasn't been like significant success or global recognition for these teams in a long time but i mean even along the lines like what like they had they were rooting for like vernon wells as a J. like who the hell fucking cares about those like <laughs> but eventually they started to come out of that that hibernation of of like sporting world embarrassment where you had someone like jose batista and they started making the playoffs and they started signing free agents and then you have 
have a real bona fide superstar in Austin Matthews. And I get it. And I think it's just one of those things like you're you have like sporting blue balls for so long that eventually you have something that you can rally around. And and the the problem is, is that they've been constantly getting like they, they go f- fire out of that cannon at like freaking terminal velocity. And then they hit this wall of like either a game seven embarrassment, a game seven embarrassment, a game. Seven, you know, it's just it's tough <laughs> to digest. So I get it. Like you're getting rowdy and. Whereas some might see this as a a very a kind of tenacity that you can sort of rally around in the same regard that you would a Steve Rogers before he got the superhero super soldier serum where he's like, I can do this. I can do this all day. Well, the Leafs can't do this all day. And the thing is, is they eventually need to actually convert because this this cockiness, this kind of rabid fan base that you're talking about, they have something to cheer around. But it's now time for like the team to kind of come through but you know what like i'd argue that the habs are in the same way like you have a world-class goalie you have a shea weber you have uh, you know i don't want to say a mishmash of players you have some talent there but you don't have what toronto has and i think that it's it's you know that kind of cockiness and that swagger it's just been long-winded and that they've never they've i don't want to get too naughty here but like they've been edging for so fucking long and they need to release man like it has to happen that's the kind of thing well, hopefully not this year. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. Like, let that path come while we're not, like, pun intended, while we're not in that, in the, in the splash zone. <laughs> <laughs> that was fantastic. Okay, okay, so I'm going to swing on the league as we move forward here. I want to quickly touch on the other playoff series. We already talked Florida-Tampa, but Minnesota-Vegas, Minnesota took game one. Did either of you see that game? I, I caught a bit of it, a little bit of it. I know that it was it was a one nothing uh, overtime win, and it's nice to see like a full fledged overtime without the three on three. As much as I love three on three, the old school, uh, you know, is is also kind of. I, I want to see those games that go to like four overtimes. You know, yeah, playoff overtime hockey is awesome. Not when it's us. No, no. true. So, Matt, who are you going for? We already talked about our picks on uh, on last week's episode. Minnesota or Vegas? Who are you picking? I like Vegas, but I'm going to be rooting for Minnesota. And the, it, partially because I've kind of been a little bit of a Minnesota fan for a while. Uh, again, I have a lot of close friends that live in Minneapolis, and I've gone to visit them many, many times. And I've gone to see a uh, – I, I was there when they got, like, throttled. The Habs got throttled, like, 6-1 to one by the the Wild. And uh, they it's the XL Energy Center, I think it's called. Yep. They are – they are no joke. They they know their hockey. They like their hockey. They're not the types who are kind of like just conversing amongst themselves, like you know, while the game's the going on. Hockey. Yeah, they're and they have their own set of idiots that are yelling "shoot" while the defenseman is kind of like in, at the red line. You know, like that's kind of <laughs> the same kind of fan base. So I can relate, but I do like Minneapolis uh, as a city, but more so like the hockey team is, is they're the real deal, and the fan base is is legit. Love it. New York versus Pittsburgh, the Islanders versus Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh lost game one in overtime. Is Pittsburgh already in trouble or is it not a big deal? I, I want the Islanders to win that series. So I was really happy. It's the only game I didn't see. I saw every other game. I didn't see any of that game, but uh, they're already in trouble. I'm going to say yes. Yeah, yeah Tristan Jerry sucks at, at hockey. He's just not a good goalie. I've always felt that the New York Islanders have never really had this kind of, like ever since they lost John Tavares and whatnot, like what, what's your superstar there? You know, like they feel like uh, it, it's it, their victories come as a team. And is it still Lou Lamorello running the show there? Correct. It feels like a Lou Lamorello style team where it's just, you know, 
it, it, you know, like the George Steinbrenner, like no mustaches or like no beards, you know, like there's these strict rules, no talking to media, like no friends, like no, no sugar kind of thing. You know, like it's, it just seems like they're out there as a unit playing. And it's really good to see when that wins or when they win. It's, it, it's similar to, uh, you know, like when when there's no one superstar on a team, when there's nobody running away with like a point lead or a goal lead, where everyone's kind of chipping in, it's nice to see. Uh, Pittsburgh's had their 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 decade or two in the in the sun. Like it's great. I you know what? I don't mind seeing somebody like Sidney Crosby win more cups. It's good. I like when winners win and win more. But at the same time, I don't think it's it's any situation where like Pittsburgh's you know done and out of it. One of the things I really always question uh one thing that i'm always questionable about is the fact that when they drop in like is this a must win game dude it's fucking game one like let's just chill they're not we're not must win until you get to uh a, a, a lose and you're out scenario yeah it's it's it sucks like pittsburgh needs to come back and win a game but in trouble already not with somebody like cindy crosby who can legitimately just win the game on his own so you are not uh, susceptible to journalist clickbait. Oh my God! If there's anything that you would, I mean, if you've ever been on any of my streams or or, or whatnot, one of the things I always criticize and make and and really make fun of is the fact that there's so many bush league streamers out there with their stupid ass uh clickbait titles is this the greatest whatever in the world question mark and then there's a yeah and then there's a picture of their face like they're just ready to take it right in the mouth like with like oh my god like they're just like psychotic like they just saw somebody eat someone's face on bath salts like it's just (laughs) chill out it's all good relax it's it's not the case Uh, my rule of thumb is whenever there's a uh, a youtube video that has a question in it the answer is usually no is this the greatest no it's not it's absolutely not is this like broken as shit no it's not is this is this like over no it's not like that's basically it if there's a question mark then the answer is no something you said i think we should send um matthews to the islanders and get rid of his mustache that way yeah (laughs) yes that would yes bring lou larimarillo back to toronto or that New Stop rule. All of our problems. Full shave. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Washington versus Boston. Have either of you cheered for Brad Marchand yet? I cheered if he fell down the stairs. I would cheer. Like this. Oh no! Count? You will cheer for him at one point in time. You will see. He's going to do the biggest face turn in NHL history because of Tom Wilson. You will cheer for Brad Marchand at some point. I think the only time that like a, a heel has well, it was mankind a heel when he won like the the world heavyweight title like in the WWE. I don't know. I no, don't. They tried think, hard to make him heel after he went face, and they never could. It's impossible. I mean, like he's just like. But the thing about Brad Marchand is that you have such a, a repertoire, a pedigree of douchebaggery on like associated with your name. The amount of dumb. To me, I think the 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 one point of no return that I witnessed was Thomas Placanic lining up for a face off across from Brad Marchand, yes. and Brad Marchand just decks him across the face, and Brad and, and Placanic was like, "Are you kidding me?" Like he just looks at the straight up punch him. like a, a just a straight like cross right across the jaw, and just no like no problem at all. Uh, but 
I, I mean, I will never cheer for Brad Marshall, but I will never cheer for anybody who's a, uh, you know, a, a, a cheater, a liar, a, a, you know, a scumbag like that. You know, like I will, I can cheer for people on teams that I do not like because they play the game in a respectable way. And I'm not saying that I'm, I'm like some snowflake type where it's like I don't expect a little nitty gritty and whatnot. But at the same time, that's different. Like you play, if you're playing like that between the whistles, like you're just a wuss. Like you're absolute scum. And I will never ever root for your success. I'll root for your health, but not your success. Did you notice that Tom Wilson scored a beautiful goal yesterday, though, or uh, two days ago? It's beautiful. Uh huh. Seeing him, seeing him posturing in the penalty box like that was enraging. It was enraging because you look like yeah. a doofus. You and absolutely look like a doofus. He reminds me so much of Marshawn because they're both so talented, but both do the dumbest things ever. Did you know that Tom Wilson was suspended for seven games already this season? Yep. That's that's new. not for that thing, though. Not for the no. last one he pulled, but yeah. No, that was totally fine, apparently. <laughs> I, I That's a whole other... A whole other uh, discussion. I'm sure you guys have already dug into fairly deeply, but yes. I mean, <laughs> to me, would I like a, a Brad Marshall on our team? Absolutely. I'm not an idiot. I want to see my team succeed. And Brad Marshall is a, a, a world-class hockey player, but I, it's one of those things where I would never, I would never advocate for that kind of behavior in, in any way, shape or form. And I, I am a staunch you know, what's the condemner of cheaters and whatnot. Like I, in, in my, in my sphere of video games or whatever, there have been people that I have had to broadcast and, and deal with who have been caught and investigated as being cheaters. And they've won tens of thousands of dollars after cheating. And it's like, I have no time for that, that kind of nonsense. And like someone like Brad Marchand, like you're an excellent hockey player. You're, you're world-class. You're under top player. Exactly. A top 10, top 20 player in the world. Good for you. Hall of Fame. Amazing. But it's going to be really tough to dig in through the footage of your career to find places where you're not a complete toolbox. I agree. I hate people who do that. I hate it. I, you're, you're good enough. You don't need the antics. You know what I mean? Like you just you don't need that shit. But well, I'll keep checking in, though, with you two to see not if, but when you cheer for him in this playoff series. <laughs> it's not going to happen. I promise you. I promise you. I promise you. Um, you know what is happening right now? You know what just happened? Jordan Stahl scored a goal for the Carolina Hurricanes. So I'm going to say that that's foreshadowing his older brother wanting to outdo him. What about Mark Stahl? Yeah, he's bad at hockey. <laughs> he's in Detroit. He sucks. Uh, he sucks. Well, I mean, he doesn't in Detroit. <laughs> he's good enough to play in, in, in a, a market. But wasn't Detroit like just absolutely abysmal? Last year they were the worst team ever. Uh, this year they're marginally better, but still last place. And they, <laughs> well, beat, us, and they beat us four times last year. Good time. But, but saying you're marginally better, it's like saying, well, um, this week he only killed six puppies in the daycare. Like that's just, <laughs> you know, like that's kind of where you're going with that. <laughs> okay, I've got, I've got. This is the moment I've been waiting for. So, Matt, you haven't seen this list, correct? Uh, no, I have not seen this list. If it's what I think you're talking about. So it's time. It's time for our little game show. I just a shout out to the Puck Soup podcast because they're the initial pioneers of this game, and we're it'll be our little iteration of it. But we do need to cheer them, thank them for it. It's a great podcast to listen to, by the way. So here's how this is going to work. We're playing the game. Finnish hockey player or Star Wars character. What I'm going to do, because Matt's Star Wars knowledge is up there and Ashley has not seen Star Wars and that's totally cool. Uh, 
Okay, Stacy hasn't seen any Star Wars, by the way. So, um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to say a name. Ashley will have to say if it's a Star Wars character or a Finnish hockey player, and, and then, then I will and I will confirm or deny. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. I did this with Stacy earlier, and she went nine for fourteen uh, without knowing anything about it. So, like a lot of them were like shooting from the hip guesses, but nine right guesses will be your target. Okay, Ashley. I don't know what I'm doing. This is a horrible game. Okay. This is gonna be this is gonna be great. That's the whole point. I hate looking stupid, and this is definitely gonna make me look stupid. Is it the podcast? to be fair though? This in the is worst a- case scenario. You won't look nerdy, and that's fine. Well, yeah, that's it's you're not you won't look stupid. You'll sound stupid because this is there's no video <laughs> element to this. But at the same time, I got your back, Ashley. Don't worry about it. But to okay. be fair, I have a lifetime of of like a, a high school nerddom and uh, not being invited to dances uh to to thank for this uh this moment where it all culminates right now <laughs> okay are you guys ready let's do it never ashley here we go the first name risto siltanen is that a hockey player or star wars character i wish i could google this what well, say it in a sentence risto siltanen <laughs> <laughs> it's a name. Uh, Go, yeah. Risto Siltanen. Yeah, there's a sentence. <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. Uh, Risto Siltanen. I'm going to go with... Oh, God. That sounds like a hockey player, but it's probably Star Wars. So I'm going to go with... He's a hockey player who watches Star Wars. Hockey player is the answer. Uh, Matt, is that yes or no? Uh, that is a hockey player. However, not to be mistaken with Kit Fisto, who is also a Jedi. That sounds like that name, but no, it is uh, that. That sounds like a uh, that sounds like a hockey player to me. All right, you're you're good. You're one for one so far, Ashley. Can we quit? That sounds exciting. All right, next up, Galen Urso. Galen Urso. Yes. Uh, uh, Star Wars. Star Wars. Matt, is that correct? Uh, Galen Urso was one of the chief engineers of the Kyber Crystal, uh, Kyber Crystal um, project, which was the actual the power source needed for the super laser on both Death Stars. Galen Urso uh, is uh, in the movie Rogue One, but also they flesh out his character a lot in the book called Catalyst by James Luceno. He's a Star Wars character. Wow. <laughs> so he plays left wing, right? Okay. Yeah, exactly. You're two for two. Yeah. You're good. On the Imperial hockey team. Absolutely. Love it. Okay, next up. Argus Panics. It sounds like a beef. Uh, Argus. Triple A Argus Panics. Yeah. yeah exactly. Uh, Panit? P A. How do you spell that? P A N O X. Oh, that has to be Star Wars. I'm thinking. I don't know. It's a yeah. I'm gonna say a seven course Star Wars dish. All right, Matt. Is it Star Wars or is it hockey? That's a Star Wars character. It is a Star Wars character. You're killing this. Okay, sure. I, yeah, I'm just saying. I'm just repeating what uh, what Ashley's saying. So I have no. I mean, I'm a newbie at this stuff too. Like clearly, based on what I've said up to this point, I know nothing about Star Wars. All right, Ashley. Next up. Yeah. Hurst Remodi. Remodi. R O M O D I. Hurst Remodi. That sounds like an Italian snack. Um, not Finnish. We're going to go with... I'm going to go with Star Wars, but it's probably hockey. But I'm going to go with Star Wars. I don't know who that is, what that is. Matthew? That's a Star Wars character. That is a Star Wars character. You're killing this. <laughs> okay. Okay, next up. Ari Hanpa. That sounds like hockey. Matthew? I know... I have... I, in my... <laughs> 
minor uh, knowledge of the Star Wars universe, I do not. I, it's not coming up under any of my Rolodexes. So I, I believe that's a hockey player. It's a hockey player. Who is it? What's his name? <laughs> Ari Hanpa. H-A-A-N-P-A-A. Hanpa. Yeah. Okay. All right. Next up. Caleb Doom. Doom is in D-U-M-E? Yes. Star Wars. Matthew? Uh, Caleb Doom is actually, uh, yes, uh, Caleb Doom is a Star Wars character. I believe it was one of the clone soldiers, if I'm not mistaken. Let's see. No, I don't, it was, uh, uh, I'm trying to think. I think, no, actually, no, Caleb Doom was in the Clone War era, but it was, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, was one of the uh, Jedi younglings or apprentices, younger, younger apprentices. Very, very little known character, but it does appear, I believe, in the Clone Wars series briefly. Played by the one and only Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, really? Aww. When he's not fixing matches for the WWE, uh, Freddie Prince Jr., hey. little known fact, used to write for the WWE. Really? That's, That's true. Awesome. Still married to Sarah Michelle Gellar. Not yeah, of you're the cool. WWE. <laughs> Not of the WWE. Next, next up, you've got Riku Hall. Riku Hall. How do you spell that? R-I-K-U. And yep. then Hall is H-A-H-L. Uh, Finnish hockey player. Matthew? Nothing comes up Star Wars-wise, so I'm just going to I'm gonna go with uh, hockey player. Oh, my God. You are on fire. That is correct. Am I at, like, 15 yet by any chance? You're getting close. We, are, we got a couple left. Orson Krennic. Orson Krennic. Hmm. Does he like to score? <laughs> um, I'm going to go with Orson Krennic. That doesn't sound very Finnish. However, it sounds too generic to be a Star Wars character. Oh, this is a tough one. I don't know. Um, hockey player. I have no idea. Hockey player. Matthew, is Orson Krennic a hockey player? What Ashley meant to say is that it's actually director Orson Krennic, uh, who was overseeing the Death Star project, who was a part of the uh, the team that actually recruited Galen Erso. Uh, unfortunately for Orson Krennic, his, all of his success was usurped by Grand Moff Tarkin, and he got practically none of the praise for completing the, uh, the Death Star project. So unfortunately for uh, our good friend Orson Krennic, one of my favorite characters uh of the empire uh, that is a star wars character he apparently no. plays hockey in his spare time no yes again <laughs> still play, he still plays for the the, the coruscant stormtroopers uh of the uh, imperial <laughs> hockey league okay we have we have five left the next one up carrie Elaranta. okay that has to be a finnish hockey player i mean that's the most hockey player name ever oh wait ranta ranta's not finnish is it Shit. Oh, whatever. Hockey player. I don't know. It's a hockey player. Woohoo! Wild. Next up, Babu Freak. Okay, that has to be Star Wars or else something's wrong with his parents. Matthew? Uh, Babu Freak was actually one of the uh, one of like the technicians that actually reprogrammed C-3PO so that he could read the Sith language on one of the Sith relics in order to to discover uh, one of the final final Sith Wayfinders to go ahead and locate uh, the secret uh, the secret base of Exegol where the Emperor had been uh, basically reborn. So uh, Babu Freak is a Star Wars character. Yeah, I was worried for his for his parents, man. He's also like I think Babu Freak is something like eight inches tall. Yes, he's tiny. Very cute. Well, how do you spell him? I'm gonna Google him. B A B U F R I K. Babu Freak. 
has one of like the like he has a nice relationship with c3po because c3po basically gets his mind wiped and as soon as he does the first person that c3po sees is babu freak so he's like oh hi i'm c3po and he's like i'm babu freak he's like nice to meet you and then later on they mentioned babu freak and c3po is like he's my oldest friend and it's just kind of funny that way <laughs> he looks like et yeah kind of but like lowercase et <laughs> okay next up penty lund penty lund that has to be a hockey player matthew I believe Penty Lund is, in fact, a hockey player. I, I can't think of who Penty Lund is in there terms of Star Wars. It's a hockey player. Woo! Got him. All right. Frederick Narena. Okay. Star Wars. Matthew? I believe that's a hockey player. It's a hockey player. Damn. So, not bad. And then this is the last one. Uh. Rune Hako. H A A K O. H A. H double A K O. Hockey. Rune Hako is a Nemoidian uh, who was part of the blockade, the Trade Federation blockade of Naboo. Uh, one of the higher up um, who was on one of the, the Trade Federation battleships who was part of the actual blockade of Naboo. Uh, an illegal blockade, uh, mind you, if I may sort of interject, but Rune Hako was a Nemoidian uh, and is a, a Star Wars character. I saved Rune Hako for last because it really sounds like a Finnish hockey player. It does. <laughs> uh, it absolutely 100% does. But um, there, little known fact, if you do listen to uh like the nemoidians and how they speak they like i think george lucas and star wars got a little flack because they have a little bit like of an asian accent when they speak which is odd that they would catch any flack given the fact that like most imperials have like a british accent but anyways that's just the case so i went 11 for 14 you did 11 for 14 you need to insert some crazy sound effect to celebrate your your awesome victory (laughs) did i go did i go perfect Yes, but like, yeah. But basically, it's just a like search directory name not found in Star Wars, like files. You are Star Wars Wiki. Yeah, yeah, I guess. I mean, (laughs) it's better than doing stuff. All right, we're rounding this out now. Ashley, we we need you to hop into your uh, your charat or not. So, Matt, what this is, is Ashley will give us a person, a hockey player, and she will say that the person because they are hot and we have to agree or disagree, of course. Sure, I'm in. So on the same realm of what we've been talking about, I decided to go for a Star Wars person who's hot and a Finnish hockey player who's, well, there's not many to pick from right now. Yeah. So vintage Hayden Christensen, like Rachel Bilson era, hot. Now, not so hot. But then I only watched Star Wars because he was in it. Hot. We can also go with Harrison Ford, but whatever. Harrison Ford's a dreamboat who belongs in his own category. So I, I have, like, I, we can't count him because I'll just, I won't be able to focus. Harrison Ford is just timeless. I, I, it's, it, it breaks my heart a little bit. The fact that he's like, people close to him are saying that he's slowly slipping into senility a little bit, and it's not cool. But I, I, I wish him well. But uh, Hayden Christensen in his, in his prime, like it, Hayden Christensen in Episode Three, Revenge of the Sith, was pretty damn good. And it's unfortunate that he, he had to read the lines the crappy dialogue that uh george lucas had to write for him you know crappy lines like i hate sand and stuff like that like that's just are you an angel although that wasn't him that was jake lloyd but still uh hayden christensen 
uh, is going to be returning in uh, a new Disney yeah. Plus series called Obi Wan. So and that's- you know they're going to write this character a lot better because they need to get like they need to, to make up for the last ones, right? Oh, like- for sure. Because I mean, if we've ever seen, if you want to know the potential of that character, like to me, it's it's a. I know this is like a total tangent here, but it's a minor crime the fact that Darth Vader hasn't been fleshed out for all the 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 murderous rampage he went on after he turned uh, to the dark side. Like he. Mur- murdered thousands of people like it was devastating and it's it's weird because he's just like this ominous dude but you don't know like just how feared and how powerful this person was like in the entire gal no one was more feared than he was in the galaxy but uh hayden christensen uh as a hot i will i will say yes yes he's hot all right, and the finished guy we're gonna go with because really I can't find many is Yoel Armia. He's a good-looking guy. Like I'll give it to him. Like I feel like he's you know somebody who's gonna you know he'll bring a six-pack to the barbecue. Like I feel like he's a decent dude. You know he'll he's gonna laugh at your jokes. He's not gonna make anything uh, you know make anything awkward. I think he's someone that you know if he shows up and he only knows like two or three people at the party, like he'll still fit in. I think uh, I think though you would swipe left on Yol Armia if you if he was like five foot ten. The fact that he's six foot three is kind of important to his look. Yeah, I suppose. I guess. And you know what? Like I've done enough of the like tindering over the years where it, if you're not six foot, you might as well just go jump in a lake somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. All right, I think I think that's it. I mean, we, you know, we don't have a moment in hospitality because we're not open yet. But like, oh my god, I can't wait to see you in person again matt oh my god you too ashley uh but you won't have a beer with us but matt would have a beer with me but have that, my diet coke you can have a diet cherry coke a little bit of ice grenadine on the side damn straight damn straight hasn't changed matt do you want to plug your uh, your stuff i could uh for those who are interested so i am a video game broadcaster a twitch streamer and a play-by-play and analyst for various tournaments and, and uh video games if you'd like to check me out i am on twitter at twitter.com uh, slash uh watch flake w-a-t-c-h flake f-l-a-k-e as well as twitch.tv slash watch flake if you'd like to sort of come on by and say hello and say hey i heard you on that podcast and you are a gigantic effing nerd and i'd be like yeah you're absolutely right <laughs> it was it was wonderful having you on man thanks a lot for coming to chat with us today no it's yeah. been my pleasure honestly thank you both so much uh it's enjoyable it's great to see you guys do this and um i i wish you nothing but um more success because i i i know that you guys are already uh you know snowballing that success and i do i do appreciate being asked and i know that i may not be the uh i'm no eric engels but i <laughs> I am the Eric Engels of Star of Star Wars, so I will I'll, I'll take that. There you go. <laughs> well, we appreciate it. Thank you so much for coming. And as always, everyone, you can follow us on all of our social media apps at FumblePuckPod. You can find us on all your uh, podcast apps at FumblePuckPod on Facebook at FumblePuckPodcast. Make sure to subscribe and follow and listen. And if you want to be a guest on our show, just send us a message. Go Habs, go. Habs, go. Habs, go. This is it, guys. Woo! Habs and six. Go boys.